0: And welcome once again to the Once When I Was Cool podcast. I am your co-host, Wee Man, and across from me today, as always, is my
1: classy friend, Dave King. Classy, thank you very much. Well, yes, welcome to the show. Uh, we talk about, on the Once When I Was Cool podcast, we like to talk about things from a time where it was safe to say that you ate chocolate or that you enjoyed the old, the odd soft drink here and there without feeling like a pariah. As always, we have our producer, Simon. G'day, Simon. How are Hello, you today? Simon. Simon, look at him. Young, fit fellow. I bet he hasn't eaten chocolate in a long time. No, he's, he's, he's nodding like he has. All right, okay. there
0: you go. He's, he's eating one now. Look, he's <laughs> holding the bar up.
1: Oh, there you go. Ooh, yeah, nice. so we can't eat on, uh, eat on air. It sounds mm. pretty poor. So, we, what are we talking about today?
0: So today uh, we will be talking about uh, some communication and mm. our old styles of communication. So... Dave once when I was cool yeah we used to use things called payphones and these payphones were in things called phone boxes right and these phone boxes and payphones they'd be scattered you'd think quite quite close together that weren't too far but you know in a town the town where I was you'd have sort of one at each corner of the town and about four in the middle of it.
1: Of course, you uh, grew up in rural Queensland uh, where the phone boxes weren't as common. So when we're talking about phone boxes, listener, if uh, if you th- put your mind to a uh, the old-fashioned uh, home phone, um, I'm sure many of you remember it, but, you know, they used to be there hanging sort of like on a wall on the side You'd put your money in, you'd make a phone call. Sometimes there'd be one, sometimes there'd be two, sometimes there'd be several by them, and these were called banks. Um, and what we're talking about, we, is you used to have just the single ones around? There was a
0: single one just up the road from me, actually. It was uh, got a lot of use from myself and my brothers. And uh,
1: Did yeah, you not have a home phone?
0: We did, but, you know, when you wanted to do some private conversing, it was, oh, okay. wasn't that easy. And if, Right-o. you know, someone was on the phone, it's not like you could pick your own phone up and, and dial out. You had... One line, one landline, and well, that
1: is it. That landline was usually in, a, in the most communal place in the house. either Not in the lounge room. Either in the lounge room or near the kitchen uh, where there was always people there. So if you ever wanted to have a private conversation, no, nah.
0: No. But uh, the, th- the thing with phone boxes, and I think, uh, you know, if, if you can picture this, uh, you've got a, a, a box, basically it's a coffin that's standing upright made of glass.
1: A coffin standing upright. Okay, there you
0: go. Made of glass with a phone in it and you physically put yourself in it. The phone boxes that you do see today look nothing like that. They're all sort of open and... um,
1: Do you still see them today?
0: Oh, look, uh, at my workplace there's one um, and it's... I I don't think I've ever seen anybody on it.
1: Well, the problem with phone boxes as well was you needed to make sure that you you had the correct change... Well, you had change of some respect because they... You ha- By change, I mean you had to have coins. So you usually went armed with a pocket full of coins. And this was in the days before $1 coins. I think 50 cent piece was the biggest that you had. Absolutely. So if you ever had to make a long distance call, and of course long distance calls cost you more, so you'd have to keep putting money through, you had to make sure you had enough money. And now, if you were tight like I was, especially when you were younger and every little cent counted, you didn't want to put 50 cents in for a 40 cent phone call because you didn't get that 10 cent back. That went to the telecommunications company and... Uh, it stayed with them and so you didn't want to be supporting them any more than you had to because, let's face it, phone calls were, we always thought were outrageously expensive.
0: Well, the, the only thing is, mate, that's what we had. You know, it beats using carrier pigeons, you know, two cans on a string.
1: Smoke signals. Smoke signals. Yeah, you know, you know. Go. Drums um, were expensive.
0: Drums are expensive and, you know, if there's lots of people beating on the drums at the same time, you sort of cross-communication.
1: So was there ever any problems that you encountered with the phone boxes? I always remember that there was always a problem when you were, would go to use a phone box and either part of the phone was either destroyed or removed from the the wire that connected it to the the handpiece to the main uh, phone box.
0: Yeah, look, there was that and, you know, the the actual array, the state of the phone box. So as I said, you know, these are glass, but, you know, people used to vandalise them so... There'd be all sorts of stuff on the glass. You know, they'd be throwing milk up against it. There'd be bodily fluid at times and bodily functions and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) glorious (laughs) glorious place I grew up.
1: I I always wondered though when it's – and a lot of them weren't always the full-bodied one. When you got later it was just the top half there and there would be always somebody who'd managed to pass some form of bodily excrement and I always wonder, how did they do it? Like, could they do it that quickly that they could just drop their dax and...
0: I think it was a dirty protest against <laughs> absolutely, the Absolutely.
1: It was an absolutely dirty protest and against the rest of the town that needed to use it.
0: Correct. And and the, the other thing too is when somebody was using it in front of you and you were just like this...
1: To make a phone call, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Somebody was already in there and you're waiting to make the phone call... One, you're thinking, hurry up and get off the phone and then you can see them looking at you, giving you the googly eye because um, you how dare you be standing, maybe listening to their phone call, which you weren't because you couldn't sort of hear, it, it was muffled. And you didn't care anyway. And I, I didn't care, I needed to make my phone call. But, you know, people got shirty and, um, you know, sometimes,
1: you know, exchanges happen and I'd go running away because that's the best way I used to win fights. But the other thing is, is when you were waiting for someone to finish the phone, if you'd put 50 cents in on a long distance call, you could watch the time, timer count down sometimes if you're at one of the more modern ones. The ones that didn't have the timer, you just talk because you didn't want to let that money go so you keep talking and talking until it gave up and that was the end of it.
0: Either the, the the money gave up or I did, I you know, whichever came first to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, so do you remember there was a difference though when we um, used to use phone boxes, well when we used to make phone calls at all, whether it be from home, was the STD call.
0: Oh, the good old STD. Now, we're not talking about, um, you know, uh, STDs as in uh, venereal diseases. VD. That's yeah. going to be another
1: episode in itself. Yeah. It used to always be called VD and watch out for VD and now no one mentions it at all. That's right. But and that's it, a different topic. I digress. Back to what you were saying, We
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah, you'd probably catch an STD from the phone boxes that you use sometimes.
1: But um, – Depends on the type of call you are making, I guess. Yeah, it anyway. was.
0: The the biggest noticeable thing that you don't hear now on a phone was those long distance beeps, as you somebody answered, you knew it was a long distance call, or if you were making a call, there'd be those four or five beeps in beep, the front. Beep,
1: beep. That's how I always knew when a, when the phone rang that it was my nana calling back in the days before caller ID.
0: Yeah, so is that what you'd hang up on because you knew it was in there?
1: No, of course not, of course not. But that, she was the only person that we knew from far away which is funny considering that we uh, lived in the country and my parents were from the city, I would have thought that more people wanted, more people from further away wanted to talk but it goes to show how times have changed when phone calls were expensive and it used to cost money and you used to keep an eye on how long you were talking for and if you talked for too long your dad would be at you.
0: Oh, always, actually. It doesn't matter if it was long distance or a local. We used to have to write in a little book, you know, what time we got on, if it was local or an STD because when it got to the point that the phone bill came, we had to cough up the money for
1: it. Things weren't ever that bad for us because I I guess that in those days where it was we always uh, lived at the side of a um, a police station and the phone calls were always the uh, local police station number so... More often than not when people would ring up in these little towns wanting to speak to the police, they'd get like a, a six-, seven-, eight-year-old kid answer the phone and then you'd have to go and find your dad because it was the police phone you are answering. Is that like the bat phone but different? <laughs> well, funnily enough it was. It had a different ring, especially when we, uh, when we first moved to uh, one of the towns we moved in and uh, my dad got a private line and um, there were two phones, one side by side, and you knew one was coming through from the police station and the other one was our private line. Um, so you, you were you, how you answered was different depending on which phone was ringing. More obnoxious when you're ringing the police answering the police phone. <laughs> <way. laughs> it must have been a surprise, though, getting some kid answer and you, you know, somebody wants to talk to the police and you think, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But along with with phones and
0: communication back in the day, and it's something that you don't see that often. I, I know they still exist, but yeah. um, pages beepers, whatever you want to call them, you know, they were a big thing back in the day too. So you'd get a page or a beep and then you'd have to make that phone call. So you'd have to go up to the telephone um, or, or, you know, um, no, I wasn't into anything nefarious or anything like that. Yeah.
1: It was pre-mobile phones.
0: Pre-mobile phones. And I actually had uh, for my work I used to have to carry a a pager with me. So I was contactable... Well, they'd be able to reach me at all time and at all times. So, um, you know, even when I was playing sport, I had to give it to my coaches, uh, and um, you know, they'd be calling me off off, off the field because I'd have to go and check the pager see if it was a, you know, a, a high category for what I needed to do. So, I either had to just leave and go and get in the car, and and I can tell you there was uh, one particular day that, and uh, if you can imagine, um, my job is it was. Or still is in um, the medical profession and um, healthcare. Oh, healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah, come on. Oh, it's still medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthcare. Mm, yeah. And um, I had to uh, go and uh, attend to uh, an operating theatre in my uh, soccer gear, shin pads, boots, and all. The sm- smell that goes with running around on the field for about one and a half hours and go and stand in uh, close quarters with lots of other people, um, still wishing you could take your uh, soccer boots off, but <laughs> no
1: well, n- no joy. I remember I had a page It would have been back in the early 90s when I first started working in Brisbane and I'd just finished university and I thought I was the big cheese. Uh, and looking back at it, I most certainly wasn't. I think nice. you ate the cheese. Oh, I probably did. Well, You obviously you obviously cut the cheese because so the- that's how you smell coming off the soccer field. Yeah. But uh, I remember for one of the jobs that I had, I worked casually. I worked casually in a couple of different places. And, <laughs> Still you know, so casual. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, I used to always have the pager but when the pager went off, you always had to have back to phone boxes, you always had to have those coins in your pocket. Absolutely. And it wasn't worth your while um, getting a page for something because you needed to pick up the work because the page quite often went out to several people and you needed to be the first one to get it. So if you turned up at the phone box and had no coins in your pocket, you'd have to go and try and buy something for $1.50 to get enough change to be able to break a $5 note or a $2 note as it was back then just to be able to make sure you could make that phone call, otherwise you'd miss out. So they ended up costing me money just to be able to pick up the work, if you know what I mean. And it wasn't a great deal of money but it was still – you had to have that 40 cents. So I used to I used to walk around whenever I had my pager and I thought I was going to pick up a shift. I used to always make sure I walked around with forty cents in my pocket just so that I could get to a phone box. And then you'd have all the dilemma of finding a phone box, and if the phone box was working, and as you said, if people were there able to able to be able to use the phone box.
0: Oh, the other thing is if if um, you know it, most of the phone boxes are always near a little corner shop. They always seem to be near a convenience store of some description. And it was like they knew you wanted the coins for the, for the phone box anyway and it would be like, no, sorry, we can't. And, and even when they gave you the change, they'd give you five cent pieces which you couldn't use. Yeah.
1: You Did know? you? And, and the other thing you used to do as a kid before you ever needed to use the phone box to make calls was you always used to make – you used to go along and check in the coin return slot to see if any of the coins had fallen through or if people had gotten change. Yeah, and you do that
0: with um, – you know, back in the day when you had to put the coins into the meters, yeah. uh, parking
1: meters as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you uh, – and, and it's a similar thing you get to vending machines nowadays is you, or, or um, I, of course, live in Hobart where there are still some meters that you have to put coins into. Well, They're yeah. not all electronic and GPS linked but uh, – w- uh, you, um, when you used to put the coins in, you really needed to make a phone call, and there'd always be one twenty cent piece that'd so keep falling oh. through. And there's no matter which way you turn it or spun it or through how hard it, you it put it in. through and push it in, it would never get accepted. So you were always running twenty cents short, and of course, you were never able to connect a call if you didn't have the money in there first.
0: Uh, and then they, and then they came up with the one eight hundred reverse. So, you know, if uh, I remember taking phone calls from my brother at one 800 Averse, will you accept the call? No.
1: <laughs> well some people used to use that service just to be able to make sure they could... Uh, ...all they used to say is uh, ring me so that I know you got there... ...and when you rang the reverse number and say no... ...at least you knew that the person got there. And that was a trick I knew quite a few people used to use. But before that... No, mine was just malicious. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> But before that, um, people used to have to ring the operator to make reverse charges calls and you'd still go through the same thing and you could hear the person talking on the other end of the phone, please take the call, please take the call. My monster-in-law, before she departed, she,
0: uh, back in the day when she was a young girl, back when um, they used to ride, uh, walk barefoot six kilometres to school, (laughs) used to be a...
1: Through through waist-high snow.
0: Yes. She used to be a telephonist and um, work in... Do the whole plugging out from one and putting another, having the headphones on, and
1: yeah, I think you mentioned that in another episode we've heard just recently where she used to do that, mm. and always listening to the calls. Yeah, well, some, some calls, not all of them, not all of them. Yes. So, um, yeah.
0: So uh, again, uh, tell us, tell us your stories, listener. And I say listener. Yeah. Uh, Single. Single. uh, Shaniqua, world up? Or Dan in the UK. Or Dan, yeah, Dirty Dan in the UK. Um, So from – if you guys have any stories or anything you want to share, any experiences, er, and tell us about any manky um, phone booths that you went into or phone boxes, um, you can uh, email us at oncewascoolpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Of course, you can find all our episodes on our website, oncewascool.com. Or
0: flick us – some uh, feedback on our Facebook page once when I was cool podcast.
1: And finally, we have our other social media, Instagram, uh, the one that all the kids are using uh, once was cool podcast. So hit us up, follow us, uh, let us know how you feel, let us know what we're doing. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening in.
0: Oh, yes, thank you, everyone. The other thing is you can send uh, your carrier pigeons with messages into us as well.
1: Yeah, send them to We Man in Brisbane. They'll
0: know know where to find me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or lady and gentlemen, uh, once again, uh, Dave, thank you so much.
1: uh, Dave, thank you. Yes, (laughs) other Dave, uh, we, thank you very much. Simon, thank you. Uh, He's waving to us. You got a story? Oh, no, he's telling us to finish up. All right. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much. Talk to you soon. Okay, goodbye.